hi. Welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season two, episode five, called Simon Said. We start out on a small town street. There's a bunch of people walking along the sidewalk. An older man answers his ringing cell phone. He says, hello, yeah. Then his face goes slack and we see a vision of him shooting a gun. He says, all right, into the phone. Then he hangs up and smiles. He walks into a general store and goes up to the gun counter. He says, afternoon, Dennis, to the guy at the counter, and then says he'd like to look at a gun. The guy laughs and says, yeah, right, Doc. But Doc gives him the eyebrows. <laughs> and Dennis is like, yes, oh. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Dennis is like, oh, seriously. <laughs> so Doc picks out a 12-gauge turkey hunter, and Dennis unlocks it and hands it to him. Doc asks what sort of shells the gun uses, and Dennis hands him some. Then Dennis invites Doc to go up to his cabin with himself and his boys to try out some hunting. Doc says, thanks, but no, you know guns make me nervous. Okay, I just have something to say about this. What? Why? Why would you give him the bullets for the gun? Yeah, for real. Like, who does that? You have a gun, and you give the guy, like, clearly somebody who's, like, not into guns to begin with, right? So, like, should you trust them? Are they, is he a good person? Maybe. But should you trust him around a gun? Maybe not, because he (laughs) doesn't like guns, apparently. And, like, I don't know, like, keep them separated. Why would you, like, here's this thing that could kill me and let me just like and as he's loading it in he just says sitting there like looking i don't know i just want to say that i've never seen you look so crazy than you you looked in that one moment you were like waiting for me to finish talking but you had like your hands like gripping your head and you were like sideways and i literally thought like do i need an exorcist (laughs) what is happening also that guy's suit is way too big for him Oh, yeah, totally. Like, that's not okay. That's, like, the first thing I noticed out of all of this was, like, that guy's suit does not fit him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> so he says, he says, no, you know, guns always make me nervous. Always have. He says all of this while loading the gun. <laughs> Dennis is like, you can't load a weapon on the premises. It's illegal. But you gave him the bullets! <laughs> I know. But Doc says, it's okay, Dennis. It's okay. It's all going to be okay. Then he shoots Dennis in the chest. <laughs> People in the store start screaming, and Doc says, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Then he puts the gun under his chin and pulls the trigger. Even sketchier. We see brain blood splatter (laughs) into a sink, and then we see that Sam is at a sink having a vision of Doc and Dennis. And we get our opening title sequence. (sighs) Another Sammy vision. Yeah. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving a baby at night. Dean says, I don't know, man. Why don't we just chill out and think about this? Sam's like, what's there to think about? And Dean says, I just don't know if it's going to be, uh, just don't know if going to the roadhouse is the smartest idea. Sam says, Dean, it's another premonition. I know it. This is going to happen, and Ash can tell us where. Plus, it could have some connection with a demon. My visions always do. Dean says, that's my point. There's going to be other hunters there. I don't know if going in and announcing that you're some supernatural freak with a demonic connection is the best thing, okay? I mean, to be fair, it's probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Sam says, so I'm a freak now? Dean says, you've always been a freak. And smiles. (laughs) (laughs) Sam does not look happy. (laughs) We cut to Harvell's roadhouse. We see Joe schooling someone at an arcade game. She makes a lot of cash off this guy. Like, the boys hustle pool. She hustles video games. Yeah. (laughs) 
I love that. I just love Joe. I love Joe, too. I love her. So Sam and Dean walk in, and Joe says to Dean, just can't stay away, huh? <laughs> she looks so happy to see him. I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> There's that. I would be happy to see him, too. <laughs> yeah. Sam asks her uh, where Ash is, and she directs him to the back room. Dean says they're on a bit of a time table and walks past her and boy does she look disappointed (laughs) again Uh, i would be too (laughs) yeah sam knocks on ash's room door and there's a sign on it that says dr badass is in which is great (laughs) ash opens the door and there's like a strobe light going and ash is possibly naked what is happening in that room (laughs) i don't know but he looks strung out (laughs) well he is up to no good yeah Sam says, hey, Ash, we need your help. Ash says, hell, then I guess I need my pants. <laughs> Which is, I think, one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Like, not my favorite, but one of them. Yeah. So we cut to Ash wearing clothes and working on his computer. He says he's got a match to the public transportation bus logo that Sam had seen in his vision. He says it's in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Guthrie Guthrie? 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 Okay. I would go with Guthrie. Okay. Um, Ash checks the sound. Sa- Ash checks the town <laughs> for signs of the yellow-eyed demon, but can't find any. Sam tells Ash to search for a house fire in 1983. The fire's origin would be in a baby's nursery on the night of the kid's six-month birthday. Ash says, okay, that's just weird, man. Why the hell would I be looking for that? If a guy in a mullet tells you that you're do- that you're being weird, you're probably being real weird. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, because there's a PBR in it for you. Ash says, give me 15 minutes. <laughs> Priorities. So we cut to Joe at the jukebox. She puts on Ario Speedwagon's song, Can't Fight This Feeling. <laughs> Dean starts looking pretty nervous. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious because most of the time he's like super lecherous towards the girls, right? Yeah. And now that like Joe's kind of being that towards him, he's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You're like, nobody ever does this to me. I do that to them. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait, is this happening? Am I in a movie? What's going on? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, Joe says, what? And Dean says, Ario Speedwagon. Joe says, damn right, Ario. Kevin <laughs> totally trying to bait him. Yeah. Kevin Cronin sings it from the heart. Dean says, he sings it from the hair. There's a difference. <laughs> there is. <laughs> I love that song. Um, Joe says, that profile you've got Ash looking for, your mom died that same way, didn't she? The fire in Sam's nursery? Dean says, look, Joe, it's kind of a family thing. Joe says, I could help. Dean says, I'm sure you could, but we got to handle this one ourselves. Besides, if I ran off with you, I think your mother might kill me. <laughs> Joe says, you're afraid of my mother. And Dean says, I think so. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do think so. Yeah. I like that part a lot. Um, she, she totally is like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Sam comes over and says, we have a match. We got to go. And Dean's like, all right, Joe, see you later. And she looks sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, yes. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. Right. We come to Sam and Dean driving in baby. And Dean is totally singing, can't fight this feeling. <laughs> And he's singing it badly, and it's amazing. <laughs> Thinking of Joe much? Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, Jensen Ackles can sing. He can. And so this is him pretending like he can't sing. Because yeah. it's, like, it's not very good. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> not good at all. Yeah. You know what that song reminds me of? Huh? It reminds me of Finn from Glee singing it in the shower. 
I don't remember. I mean, I remember him singing a song in the shower, but I, I think don't it's in the it's very just... first episode. Yeah, like I remember it, but I just yeah. didn't remember what song it was. Yeah, huh. it's this song. <laughs> I know. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> I love that song. Okay. So Sam says, you're kidding, right? And Dean says, I heard that song somewhere. I can't get it out of my head. He knows where he heard it. Oh, he knows. <laughs> I don't know, man. What do you got? Sam says, Andrew Gallagher, born in 83, like me, lost his mother in a nursery fire exactly six months later, also like me. Dean says, you think the demon killed his mom? How do you know even to look for this guy? Sam says, every premonition I've had, if they're not about the demon, they're about other kids the demon visited. Like Max Miller. Remember him? (laughs) Dean says, yeah, but Max Miller was a basic little psycho. And Sam says, point is, he was killing people, and I was having the same type of visions about him. And now it could be happening all over again with this Gallagher guy. Dean's like, how do we find him? And Sam says, I don't know. No current address. No current employment. Still owes money on all his bills. Phone, credit, utilities. Dean asks, collection agency flags? Sam says, not in the system. Dean says, they just let him walk? <laughs> and Sam says, seems like it. There's a work address from his last W-2 about a year ago. Let's start there. So we cut to a waitress named Tracy pouring coffee into Sam and Dean's mugs. She says, you won't get anything out of Andy, guys. I'm sorry, but they never do. <laughs> Sam says, they? She says, you're debt collectors, right? Once in a while, they come by. I don't know what Andy says to them, but they never come back. <laughs> that sounds sketchy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It does. <laughs> Dean says, actually, we're lawyers representing his great aunt, Lita. She passed, God rest her soul, but left Andy a sizable estate. Sam asks her if she's a friend of Andy's, and she said she used to be, but doesn't see him much anymore. <laughs> okay, so I just like to say, yeah. my friend has a horse named Lita. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, and I just giggled name. a lot, because she's this, like, grumpy mare horse. You know, yeah. like, she's just kind of like, she, like, looks at you with stink eye all the time. Like, I can just see this, like, grumpy old lady, like, this, like, rich, grumpy old lady that dies, and then, like, oh, here's this, you know. Yeah. I just think it was... It just, it tickled my fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a cute horse. She is cute. Yeah. With her little stink eye. (laughs) Yeah. So a co-worker comes up behind Tracy and says, Andy, Andy kicks ass, man. Andy can get you into anything. He even got me backstage at Aerosmith once. It was beautiful, bro. (laughs) This guy says bro a lot, and it drives me crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. (laughs) The waitress, um, who... uh, Tracy, who is this guy's boss, says, mm-hmm, how about busting a table or two, Weber? <laughs> to Sam and Dean, she says, if you want to find him, try Orchard Street. Just look for a van with the barbarian queen painted on the side. She is riding a polar bear. <laughs> like, what? It's kind of hard to miss. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. So we cut to Sam and Dean looking at Andy's van. There is indeed a barbarian queen riding a polar bear. <laughs> Dean says, I'm sorry. I'm starting to like this dude. That man is sweet. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Sam looks a little bit disturbed. Yeah, Sam is not amused at all. <laughs> Dean says, Sam, you look like you're sucking on a lemon. What's wrong? <laughs> Sam says, this Andrew Gallagher, he's the second guy like this we found. Demon came to them when they were kids. Now they're killing people. Dean says, we don't know what Andrew Gallagher is. Could be innocent. Sam says, my visions haven't been wrong yet. And Dean's like, what's your point? (laughs) Sam (laughs) says, my point is, I'm one of them. The demon said he had plans for me and children like me. Maybe this is his plan. Maybe we're all a bunch of psychic freaks. Maybe we're all supposed to be, Dean says, killers? So the demon wants you out there killing with your minds? Is that it? (laughs) 
Give me a break. You're not a murderer, Sam. I know. I like it. (laughs) Killing with your mind. (laughs) You know, just oversimplified a little bit, but it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Give me a break. You're not a murderer, Sam. You don't have it in your bones. Sam says, no. Last time I checked, I kill all kinds of things. Dean says, those things were asking for it. There's a difference. (laughs) I mean, there is. There is. There's a difference between, like, monsters who are attacking people and some, like, innocent person that doesn't deserve it, you know? Absolutely. Um, Then Sam notices Andy coming out of a girl's apartment. There's a scantily clad girl hanging out of the upstairs window waving goodbye to Andy. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he's having a good time, yeah. too. <laughs> she looks like she had a great time. I mean, also. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andy walks up to a guy in the street, and we can't hear what they're saying, but Andy points to the guy's coffee, and the guy gives it to him. So we see Andy come up on Doc, who is the man who shot the gun in the beginning of the episode. They shake hands and go their separate ways. Sam decides to follow Doc while Dean tails Andy. So Dean is driving behind the Barbarian Queen van <laughs> when suddenly Andy stops and gets out of the car. He walks over to Dean and says, hey, this is a cherry ride. Man, you know, 67, Impala's best year, if you ask me. This is a serious classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dean says, thanks. You know, I just rebuilt her, too. Can't let a car like this one go. And he says, damn straight. Hey, could I have it? Dean says, sure, man. <laughs> he gets out a baby and says, hop right in there. There you go. Andy says, take it easy, and drives away, leaving Dean looking very confused. Not baby! <laughs> I know. No! <laughs> Dean is just standing in the middle of the street like, what's going on? What's happening? Like, should I be... I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Sam following Doc on foot. Doc gets the phone call that Sam saw in his vision. So Sam runs into the store that Doc is headed for and pulls the security alarm. So everyone is exiting the store, so Doc can't go inside. As Sam is walking away from the store, he sees Andy drive by and Baby. Uh, we see Doc get another phone call. And we cut to Dean answering a call from Sam. Sam says, Dean, Andy's got the Impala. (laughs) Oh, no. Dean says, I know. He just sort of asked me for it, and I let him take it. He full-on Obi-Waned me. (laughs) It's mind control, man. (laughs) He's, like, so distraught. Like, somebody is driving my car. I know, and I just gave it to them. (laughs) What did I do? Right. We cut back to Doc getting off his phone call, and Sam watches as Doc steps right in front of a fast-moving bus. He dies. Like, pretty terribly. It was, I mean, it was quick. I mean, that's true. So there's that. (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah. We cut to Sam and Dean um, at the crime scene watching Doc's dead body get covered. Sam says, I kept him out of the gun store. I thought he was okay. I thought he was past it. I should have stayed with him. And Dean is, like, sweetly patting Sam on the shoulder for comfort. There, there, my friend. That's what he's doing. It's, it's kind of cute. Uh, we cut to the diner. Andy walks in past Weber, who looks way too excited to see him. Weber says, Andy, what's up, dog? And puts his hand in the air for a high five. But Andy ignores him and walks right over to Tracy. She says, Andy, what are you doing here? He says, Dr. Jennings, he's dead. I don't know. I was, I was upset, and I just wanted to see you. She says, well, I'm glad you did. I missed you. She grabs Andy's hands, and they smile at each other while Weber watches. (laughs) She says, oh, you know what? Some guys were in here this morning looking for you. And he's like, what guys? (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) We cut to Sam and Dean finding baby. Dean says, thank God. I'm sorry, baby. I'll never leave you again. (laughs) At least he left the keys in it. (laughs) Sam says, yeah, real Samaritan, this guy. 
Dean says, it looks like he can't work his mojo just by twitching his nose. He's got to use verbal commands. Sam says, the doctor had just gotten off his cell phone when he stepped in front of that bus. Andy must have called him. Dean's like, I don't know, maybe. I just don't know if he's our guy, Sam. Sam says, Dean, you had OJ convicted before he got out of his white Bronco. <laughs> and you have doubts about this? Dean says, he just doesn't seem like the stone cold killer type. That's all. You know, OJ was guilty. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, is it because he's, like, been mind-controlled by him? And so now he's, like... I don't think so, just... because he was already feeling that way before he got mind-controlled. Yeah, that's true. He just gets good vibes. I guess. From Andy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam's like, either way, how are we going to track this guy down? And Dean says, not a problem. We cut to Sam and Dean breaking into Andy's van. <laughs> Dean says, not exactly an inconspicuous ride. Let's have a look. Mm-hmm. They open the back door, and there is a fucking disco ball hanging from the <laughs> ceiling and a tiger tapestry hanging on a wall. Also, like, okay, the bed looks like it's, like, right next to the ceiling. How do you get in and out of that thing? I don't even they know. You got like... Like, shimmy yeah. side, like, do the little snake yeah. wiggle, like, to get into there. Like, you how do. do you do that? Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> um, don't sit up quick in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, you can't. You totally smack your head, especially on that disco ball. <laughs> you know? Like, do you go in feet first? Like, is that no, the easiest No, you gotta way? go in head first. Because, like, getting out of it would be easier if you get out feet first. Right. So you'd have to, like... Hop up and, like, jump in and, like, wiggle forward. Yeah, (laughs) that's how you do it. Well, you can get on your hands and knees. I don't think so. I don't think there's enough room. I think there is. I mean, it's like army crawl. Yeah. Maybe enough for an army crawl. He looked like a little dude. Yeah, that's true. Pretty short. Not large. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Dean says, this is magnificent. Not exactly a serial killer's lair, though. There's no clown paintings on the walls or scissors stuck in victims' photos. <laughs> I like that tiger. <laughs> then he holds up a giant bong. Okay, that bong was so long. There's no way it could fit, like, upright in there. He's got to be, like, laying down in that, right? Or, like, yeah. just, like, sticking his head out the back well, and, like... <laughs> the thing is, like, bongs have water in them. If you have it sideways like that, the water's going to spill out. And that water smells funky. Like, it is not okay. <laughs> It is not all right. I have not been around one. So. Oh, it is just the most, is the most foul. <laughs> okay. It's, and so you can't have it like that. I mean, maybe he emptied the water and that's why it was sideways. Well, but like, yeah, but like. To actually use it, it's got to have water in it. Sticking so. his head out and just kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hanging out there. <laughs> hanging out of the van to use it. Like, I that think, can't be right. I, a long time ago, I dated this guy who had a giant bong like that. And he, he spilled bong water on a blanket. Oh. And, and it, like, it was done. Like, we had to throw it away. Yeah. I was like, this This does not survive this moment. I mean, if it yeah. smells as bad as you say, like, that's disgusting. It's pretty gross, yeah. <sighs> so we cut to Sam and Dean uh, eating food and baby. Dean says, you know, one day I'd love to just sit down and eat something that I didn't have to microwave at a mini mart. <laughs> Okay, like, I thought Dean loved that kind of food. I mean, I guess he loves more, like, diner food. Yeah. Not quite, like, convenience like, store yeah. burgers. No, I think he'd be more of a diner-type person. But still, like, I feel like they sit down fairly often, at least, in yeah. diners and stuff. I don't know. Like, is he talking, like... Maybe he just means, like, gas station food. Yeah. You know? Like, I just am sick and tired of gas station food. Yeah. I mean, it is gross. (laughs) So we cut to... Oh, sorry. I just said that. Sam is looking at some documents and says, uh, what I don't get is the motive. I mean, the doctor was squeaky clean. Why would Andy waste him? 
Dean says, if it is Andy. Samson says, dude, enough. The doctor was mind controlled in front of a bus. And he just happened to have the power of mind control. You do the math. <laughs> Dean says, I just don't think the guy's got it in him. That's all. Sam's like, how the hell would you know? I mean, why are you bending over backwards defending him? Dean says, because you're not right about this. Sam's like, about Andy? <laughs> Suddenly, Andy is at Sam's window. He says, hey, you think I haven't seen you guys? Why are you following me? Sam says, well, we're lawyers. A relative of yours has. Andy says, tell the truth. Dean says, we hunt demons. <laughs> demons and spirits. <laughs> Things your worst nightmares wouldn't even touch. Sam here, he's my brother. Sam says, Dean, shut up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Dean says, I'm trying. <laughs> like, I can't. Yeah. I don't know what's happening to me. He says, he's psychic like you. Well, not really like you. He <laughs> thinks you're a murderer and he's afraid he's going to become one himself because you're all part of something that's terrible. And I hope to hell that he's wrong, but I'm starting to get a little scared he might be right. And he says, okay, you know what? Just leave me alone. <laughs> Dean says, okay. And, and grabs his head like it hurts. He's just like, huh. I, like to me, it was kind of like a, I'm hiding my face because I can't believe I just did that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. A, oh no. He just looks like overwhelmed. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, Sam jumps out of the car and confronts Andy. Andy says, what are you doing? Look, I said, leave me alone. Get out of here. Just start driving and never stop. Okay, I am so glad that that is a work on Sam because that's what Sam would just do for the rest of his life. Yeah, I you know, know, right? Like, you have to do, stop, Forrest! <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> run, Forrest, run! Stop, Forrest! <laughs> that movie makes me cry so much. I have only seen it, like, one time. Oh, my God. And I don't remember a whole lot from it, but... I mean, I remember it being sad, but I don't, like, remember specifics really at all. It's sad, like, his mom dies and that's sad, and then Jenny dies, and that's super sad. And then he's got, like, his little baby, not baby, but, like, kid that he had with Jenny. Yeah, and no, it's I, don't, just, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> it's sad. It's so sad. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Sam says, it doesn't seem to work on me, Andy. You can make people do things, can't you? You can tell them what to think. It all started a year ago, didn't it? After you turned 22. Little stuff at first, and then you got better at controlling it. Andy's like, how do you know all this? <laughs> You're freaking me out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, because the same thing happened to me. My mom died in a fire, too. I have abilities, too. You see, we're connected, you and me. Why did you tell the doctor to walk in front of a bus? Andy's like, what? Sam asks, why <laughs> did you kill him? Andy says that he didn't. Then Sam starts having a vision of a woman at a gas station. She gets a call on her cell phone, and when she gets off the phone, she pushes in her cigarette lighter. Then she starts pouring gas all over herself and lights herself on fire. And it totally looks like water. Oh, yeah, it does. Like. I mean, it is, probably. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to have somebody pour gasoline all over themselves just for a show. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Like, nobody even fart. You know? Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Have you seen there's something going around on Facebook? Okay, so like for all you folks at home, there's been a lot of wildfires and stuff in this area, so it's been super smoky and it cleared up a little bit, but it's bound to come back. Oh yeah. From what I've heard. But um I saw somebody that had like taken a picture of a sign or maybe it was just somebody that like it was had reblogged it or something or reblogged whatever yeah (laughs) had like shared it or whatever but it was like 
something to do with Washington and the forest fires. It's like it's, it's so like dry out here. Don't, it's like it's like Washington's all burning and like don't even fart out here or something yeah. like that. It's just like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it was good. The fires are not great. It I is, mean, they're not great. It is so messed up to see like ash falling from the sky and like the weird orange sun. It's like a supernatural episode, it like is. constantly though. And like as bad as this here, I mean, I know it's so much worse than the California. Oh, I'm sure. But, yeah. Ugh, man. They're way more dry than we are. Yeah. And way less water. And like our summers are going to be like this from now on. You yeah, know? Probably. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, here's the thing. Okay, here's my little rant right now. Yeah. Like, people are stupid and they keep messing with fire when it's dry outside. Like yeah. last year, there was this huge forage. For, for, forage? Forge fire. <laughs> Some forge fire. <laughs> Some huge forest fire that, like, some kids started just because, and they knew that they weren't supposed to be burning stuff, but they mm-hmm. thought it would be fun to, like, mess with matches out in the middle of the woods when it's dry. And they knew that they shouldn't have done it. And, I mean, they turned themselves in, I think, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with them. But, like, mm-hmm. if you know that something like that could happen, why would you do it? Like, that's so stupid. It is stupid. I don't know. People are stupid. People are stupid. God. <laughs> okay, so she lights herself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Again with the fire. I know. Um, Sam tells Dean about his vision, and they see a fire truck drive by. Dean goes to check it out while Sam keeps an eye on Andy. So we cut to Dean at the gas station. He is talking to Sam on the phone. Dean says, what's up with your visions? This wasn't even a head start. Sam says, I can't control them. I don't know what the hell is going on. Dean says, listen, you were with Andy when this whole thing went down, so it can't be him. It's got to be somebody else doing this. So we cut to Sam telling Andy about his visions. Andy says, you get these premonitions of people about to die? That's impossible. Sam says, a lot of people would say the same thing about what you do. Andy says death visions dude that sucks <laughs> like well yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when i got my mind thing it was like a gift you know it was like i won the lotto sam says but you still live in a van i don't get it i mean you could have anything you ever wanted and he says yeah but i got everything i need that's the moment that i autumn i was like okay i like him yeah i know that was the moment right He's, there yeah <laughs> and is a dope-ass guy yeah like, like, he's I, pretty chill i, I love him <laughs> Um, Sam says, so you're really not a killer, huh? Andy laughs and says, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Sam says, that's good. That means there's hope for both of us. Dean pulls up and says, victim's name was Holly Beckett, 41, single. Sam asks Andy who she was, and Andy says he's never heard of her. Dean says he called Ash on the way over, and he came up with some info. Holly Beckett gave birth when she was 18 years old, back in 1983, same day Andy was born. Turns out Andy was adopted. He never knew his birth parents, and his adopted mom died when he was a baby. Dean says he tried to get a copy of the birth records, but the only copy is sealed at the county office. Andy says, well, screw that. So we cut to the county office. A man says to Andy, probably shouldn't have let you kids in here. I love that he calls them kids. <laughs> he meddling kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Andy says, no, it'll all be fine, all right? Just go get a cup of coffee. These aren't the droids you're looking for. I cracked up a little. I know. <laughs> Dean is listening in, and he says, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) He's liking this guy more and more. (laughs) Sam says he found the records. Holly Beckett was Andy's birth mother. Andy says, does anyone have a Vicodin? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm going to deal with this with (laughs) painkillers. 
Sam says, Dr. Jennings was her doctor, too. He oversaw the adoption. You have a solid connection to both of them. Andy says, yeah, but I didn't kill them. Dean says, we believe you. And Sam agrees. Dean wants to know who killed them. And Sam says, I think I got a pretty good guess. Holly Beckett gave birth to twins. Andy says, I have an evil twin. (laughs) (laughs) And he is shook. (laughs) I mean, like, I would be too. Yeah. (laughs) Like, one thing to find out you have a twin. Another thing to find out that's an actual evil twin. I know. It's not even just your run-of-the-mill twin, you know? (laughs) I guess not that there's, like, any run-of-the-mill twin you know what i mean right like, right <laughs> well not evil yeah. Yeah. um sam tells andy that his brother's name is ansom weems he's got a local address sam shows him a picture of andy's or of ansom's driver's license and it's totally weber from the diner so we cut to the diner weber says to tracy you and andy you guys went together for a while didn't you it was okay went together isn't that like a really old saying yeah isn't that like our parents isn't that how our parents what That's they like called dating? That's like my grandparents. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised that he said that. Went together. Yeah, very oddly old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I was just wondering how you felt about him these days. I mean, I've seen you guys together. It seems like there's still something there. Were you guys ever like serious? Tracy says no. Weber gets in her face and says, "Tell the truth." We cut to Sam and Dean and Andy driving a baby. Sam asks Andy for all the info on Weber. Andy says, I don't know much. Weber showed up one day like eight months ago acting like he's my best friend in the world. He's kind of weird, like trying too hard, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And yes, he is like that. I mean, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Sam starts having a vision of Tracy walking up to the edge of a dam. She's scared and crying and then she jumps off. So we cut to Weber and Tracy in a car, um, kind of parking on the bridge of this dam. Weber says, I take my ladies here. He sounds like a serial killer. Yeah. He's, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) I take my ladies here. They like it. Well, I mean, I like it. So, of course, they do, too. He's stroking her leg. Nope. And she says, please, I just want to go home. Um, He says, stop crying. And she does. Weber says, hey, I get it. I see what you see in Andy. I mean, he's a genius. The books he reads, he's going to be a great man someday. But he's my family, not yours. You can't have him. You're not going to have anything after tonight. This guy is so fucking creepy. Like, what? He's a psychopath. I mean, really. Also, I just want to say, like, okay, so he is, like, mind-raping and physically-raping girls. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but we did see Andy leaving that girl's apartment. I mean, but to be fair, like, she wasn't afraid of him, clearly, you know? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like, I, I don't think, I don't know, I mean, he might have, like, mind-controlled her a little, but, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, you would think that after he left, she wouldn't still be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, hey. yeah, you know, like, okay, that makes me feel a little better, because I was kind of like, Because, like, mm. like, clearly, in this scenario like she is not okay with any of this right and like the only reason that she's not freaking out is because he's telling her not to freak out but like the second that he's not like controlling that anymore she's gonna freak out right so i don't know it makes me feel a little bit better about andy okay me too (laughs) so we cut to sam dean and andy parking on the bridge sam tells dean he should stay back Dean says, no argument here. I had my head screwed on. I've had my head screwed with. <laughs> my head screwed on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Hopefully he's not just rolling around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. He says, I had my head screwed with enough for one day. Um, Sam grabs a gun and Andy tells Sam that he's going with him. He says, that's Tracy out there. I'm coming. And we cut to Tracy unbuttoning her dress. Weber says, slower. Sketchy. Ugh. I don't like it. I don't like so any of it. So gross. Uh, sh- uh, he says, I want you to listen to me very carefully, okay? When we're done here, I want you to head over to the edge of that dam. And when you get there, you're going to think you can fly. You're just going to step right off. You can fly, can't you? She starts crying and says, yeah, I think so. He says, you might get scared, but I want you to say that it's okay. Just tell yourself, everything is okay. Then Sam breaks Weber's window and tells him to get out of the car. Weber says, you really don't want to do this. But Sam hits him in the face really hard. I loved that. <laughs> He's like, yes, I do want to do yeah. this. And <laughs> Actually. Goes, right. <laughs> it was a good hit. I was surprised that he didn't, like, get knocked out. It looked that hard. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Andy gets Tracy out of the car and she tells him, I couldn't control myself. Andy slaps some tape onto Weber's mouth and starts kicking him. Sam tries to hold him back, but Weber mind controls Tracy into hitting Sam with a big ass branch. Like, where did she find that? I That's don't even just know. Out there, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're close to like some wooded area, but they're so. not though. They're on top of that big dam. Like when they pan out, you yeah. know, like they're just up there in the middle of nothing. You know? Yeah. I don't know. So um, Weber like mind controlled Tracy while he still had the tape over his mouth. So Andy uses his powers to tell Tracy to stop it with a branch. And Weber pulls the tape off his mouth and asks him um, how he did that. Okay, no, that didn't sound right. (laughs) Weber pulls the tape off his mouth, and Andy asks him how he did that without his voice. Weber says, practice, bro. If you just practice, you would know. Sometimes you don't need to use your words. Um, If you you have to, all you need is this, and points at his head. Andy says, you're a twisted son of a bitch. Yep. Weber says, back (laughs) off, or Tracy's going to do a little flying. Andy looks and sees that Tracy is standing at the edge of the dam. Okay. What? (laughs) I know you don't watch Game of Thrones. No, I don't. But there's this, like, okay, there's this, like, crazy kid that is one of the, like, powerful families or whatever, and they live way the heck up in the middle of, like, the sky, basically, Mm -hmm. and they've got this big, I don't, I think it's called, like, the moon door, maybe, that's, like, this big thing that opens up in the floor of, like, their big, like, court, like, the room where the court of people is, Mm -hmm. and, like, just opens into nothing, and the kid's always like, make him fly! Make the bad man fly! Oh my god. And, like, I totally had flashbacks of that Yeah. like, what in the world? (laughs) Anyways. That would be so terrifying. I mean, that kid is, like, messed up on so many levels, but, you know, that's Game of Thrones for you. (laughs) Right, right. Um, So Weber says, I'm stronger than you. I can do it. Andy backs off and says, all right, just please don't hurt her. Weber says, don't be mad at me, okay? I know. It's it's all wrong. I didn't mean for this to happen. It's just, Tracy, she's trying to come between us. She's garbage. They all are. We can push them, make them do whatever we want. Andy says, are you really this stupid? <laughs> I just love I mean, Andy so much. Yeah, he's like, hold on, dude. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> you learned you got a twin? You call him up. You go out for a drink. You don't start killing people. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I common mean, sense, that dude. is common fucking sense. <laughs> uh, Weber says, I wanted to tell you for so long, bro, but he didn't let me. He says, he said I had to wait until the time. And he says, who? Weber says, the man with the yellow eyes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I know. You know what? I didn't remember that. Like when I when I watched this episode yeah, again I didn't for this either. rewatch, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> like what? Yeah. yeah, I definitely didn't remember that either. Yeah. So he came to me in my dream. He said I was special. He told me he's got big plans for me. Wait till you see what's in store, Andy, for both of us. See, he's the one who told me that I had a brother, a twin. Andy asks him why he killed their mother and Doctor Jennings. Weber says, because they split us up. They ruined our lives. We could have been together this whole time instead of alone. I couldn't let them get away with it. Then we see Dean hiding in some trees with a rifle. But Weber looks right at him and says, I see you. Bye bye. Dean turns the gun around on himself. Then we hear some gunshots. And think, no. I was like, I I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, I, I was like, that's not okay. And it was Andy shooting Weber. Thank goodness. Ugh. So we cut to the morning. Andy is telling some cops he shot himself, and you all saw it happen, and the cops agree. And they're like, yeah, we did. We totally <laughs> saw it happen. <laughs> Sam says to Dean, look at him. He's getting better at it. Andy walks over to Tracy, who's being checked out by an EMT, but she won't even look at him. So he goes over to Sam and Dean. Dean tells Andy that Tracy is pretty shaken up. Andy says, no, this is different. I never used my mind thing on her before last night. She's scared of me now. Sam says, Andy, I I hate to do this, but we have to get out of here. He gives Andy his phone number and says, you don't have to go through this alone. If anything comes up, you can call me. Andy says, what am I supposed to do now? Dean says, you be good, Andy, or we'll be back. I really love that part, actually. (laughs) Don't you fuck up and start killing people. (laughs) Because then this is what's going to happen to you, just so you know. Exactly. (laughs) As they're walking away, Sam says, looks like I was right. Dean's like, about what? And Sam says, Andy, he's a killer after all. Dean says, no, he's a hero. He saved his girlfriend's life. He saved my life. Sam says, bottom line, last night he wasted somebody. Dean says, yeah, but he's not a foaming at the mouth psycho. He was pushed into that. Sam says, Weber was pushed too, in his own way. Max Miller was pushed. Hell, I was pushed by Jessica's death. Right circumstances? Everyone is capable of murder. Everyone. You know, maybe that's what the demon is doing, pushing us, finding ways to break us. Dean says, we don't know what the demon wants. Quit worrying about it. Like, okay, yeah, he's just going to quit worrying about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, fine, sure, whatever. Oh, <laughs> just because you suggested it, I'll stop worrying about it. Yeah, use your mind powers on me, buddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, you know, I heard you before, Dean. When Andy made you tell the truth, you're just as scared of this as I am. Dean says, that was mind control. It's like being roofied, man. That doesn't count. No, I'm calling a do-over. <laughs> can't do that. It's yeah. Hard. It's like, can't take back your words, buddy. Sam's like, what are you, seven? Dean says, doesn't matter. We just got to keep doing what we're doing. Find that evil son of a bitch and kill it. Dean's phone rings and it's Ellen. She's got some info for Dean. So they head over to the roadhouse. Uh, at the roadhouse, Ellen asks them about their last hunt. Dean says, no offense. It's just kind of a family thing. Ellen says, not anymore, and hands them some of Ash's research. She says, Andrew Gallagher's home burned down on his six-month birthday, just like your house. You think it was the demon both times, don't you? You think it went after the Gallagher family? Sam says, yes. Dean says, none of your business. Ellen- I'm a little snot. <laughs> I know. 
Ellen says, you mind your tongue with me, boy. This isn't just your war. This is war. Something big and bad is coming, and is coming fast, and their side holds all the cards. Now at best, all we got is us. Together. No secrets or half-truths here. Um, Ellen is such a badass bitch. I love her. <laughs> I love Ellen. She, and I love Joe, too. I just yeah, love the both of them. I love them. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Like, she could just be their new mom. I'd be okay with that. Joe can just marry Dean and have little Jodine babies. <laughs> Jodine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, they would have some pretty fucking children, wouldn't they? Yes, they would. I hate it. <laughs> okay. So anyways, Sam says, there are people out there like Andrew Gallagher, like me, um... We all have some kind of ability, a psychic ability. Me, I have visions and premonitions. It's different for everybody. The demon said he had plans for people like us. Ellen wants to know if these psychics are dangerous. And Sam and Dean say that um, not all, but some of them are dangerous. Dean says, we've been able to track a clear pattern so far. They've all had house fires on the night of the kid's six-month birthday. But Sam says that's not true. He looked at Weber's file and there was no house fire. Ellen says, which breaks the pattern. So if there's any others like him, there would be nothing in the system, no way to track them all down. Dean says, so who really knows how many of them are really out there? Ellen tells Joe to break out the whiskey. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a good reason to drink. <laughs> yeah. And credits. <laughs> okay, so my thoughts. Yeah, please. So... This is the first person who's, like, noticed Dean following them in the car. Oh, yeah, right? Like, I think he first, normally just gets away with it. I think at first, Andy was like, oh, look at that sweet-ass car behind me. <laughs> I think it was just the car. I think he just wanted the car. I think so, but then I think he, like, realized, because he looked a little bit perturbed to me, like, it was like, a, you're following me, so I'm going to take your car. Yeah. You know, like, that's kind of what I... Okay. Like, I don't know, it may or may not be the, it, but, like, that's kind of, like, what I got out of it was, like, mm-hmm. okay, this guy's following me. Well, I like his car, so I guess I'm just gonna take it. You know? Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> he's not gonna be following me anymore. Yeah. Um, okay, also, also, in that moment, like, why didn't Dean take Andy's van? I know, right? That's if he what, thinks it's a sweet van, like, why didn't he just I know. take it? That, I mean, that seems to be, I mean, I think that's what I would do. If this suddenly happened to me and there's just this van right here that, I mean, it's not like the guy is going to come back for it right now. I might as well. Yeah, he's, he can't drive two cars at once. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought was going to happen. And when it didn't, I was like, missed opportunity. I know. Like, you almost got to drive the sweet van, man. You also, know? the van probably doesn't smell very good. Probably not. I think he was just so perturbed that he just, like, gave baby away that he yeah. was just like, I don't even know what to do with my life right now. Like, right. I don't know how, how to handle any of this. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I also kind of, like, I think I, I've said that I've been watching Vampire Diaries lately because, yeah. you know, so many people are like, ooh, Vampire Diaries, and it's just, like, one of those, like, melodramas that I just, like, can't step away from. I don't think it's even that good of a show. I think I just, like, can't stop watching it for some reason i don't I know what's happening but it's totally like the- okay you know who irritates the shit out of me huh bonnie <laughs> like just shut the fuck up i just yeah. can't stand her i don't know why it seems like if she was just a little bit more cooperative things would like go and you better, know i don't you know, know? It's, it's her character that i don't that irritates me because yeah. she she's her acting is fine yeah. she's gorgeous yeah you know like 
I, I so it's just I, I assume that it's just how they wrote her that irritates me. Yeah, I like I liked her at first before mm-hmm. Graham's died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I didn't like her so much anymore after that. Yeah, like I still think she's okay. Like she's not like my least favorite character or anything, but like who is your least favorite character? Oh, you know, I'd have to say. Well, you know, it's changed, though, because I was going to say Klaus, mm-hmm. but now I'm kind of like, well, maybe he's just misunderstood. Oh, my you know, God. Like, I don't know. You know what? I watched like, some of the originals, and he's still my least favorite. Yeah. I think he's probably, like, he's still probably my least favorite, but I'm not, like, there could be others, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's just a couple new, there's like a few new characters that were just introduced. And so I'm like, okay, one of these could be like the worst one now. Mm-hmm. But um, at any rate, it's totally like the vampire mind control that's happening right now. Yeah. Like, that's immediately what I was thinking of. I was like, it's like the vampires, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're mind controlling people. Have you seen that like meme where it's like how the vampire diary should have ended? And it's like, it's, what are their names? Damon, Damien, Damon. Damon and Stefan. And, Steph- and yeah, I always want to say Damien and Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> I like it. But it's, it's like them, and in the background, you see Baby driving up behind them. I think I've seen that, and I thought it was pretty funny. This is before I, like, knew Vampire Diaries, but oh, yeah. now it's like, okay, this would be even yeah. better. You know, like, I'm okay with this. Yeah, that would have been great. I love, have you seen, the, it was like a an interview, like a fan asked a question, like, what would you do if there was like a vampire diaries and supernatural crossover sort of thing and they're like we just wipe them all out or whatever yeah. Like, yeah. okay <laughs> okay yeah but anyway so i kind of had my weird like vampire diary moment um That's okay but like okay for andy i feel so bad for him because like poor guy was just trying to like help things out and now his girlfriend is like terrified of him like he was just trying to help her he meant well but well, now he did she's, help like, her because she was gonna go over that that damn yeah but like he meant well he wasn't trying to freak her out but she's like totally like afraid of him yeah which i hope that she gets over it one day yeah i hope so yeah that would be the best case scenario but it's supernatural so who knows yeah so probably not (laughs) so probably not yeah yeah. (laughs) um also i love that ellen just like doesn't deal with dean's nonsense yeah, me She's too. just like, mm, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah. I love that a lot. But, yeah. So, that's it. So, favorite moments from you? Oh, you know what? And I can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> I've forgotten what I started fighting for. <laughs> The, uh, that moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Joe Dean moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. When, with Joe and Dean, that was definitely adorable. But then also, because because this whole time, Dean is acting like totally not into her. Right? And like, okay, who does that? He's got to be at least a little bit into her. She's pretty. Like, if nothing yeah. else, Dean goes after but the he pretty like, girls, but for he sure. But he like brushes past her. He's like, we're on a timetable. And I like, think brushes he's nervous. Past her. I think he like actually likes her and is not just thinking okay. that she's pretty. But he's yeah. not even, he's just not acting that way. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, I, I see but what I you're mean, saying. guys. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Sometimes. Cause, yeah. Because I was like, dude, he's not even into her. And then when she put on Ario Speedwagon, he just kind of looked like, what is even happening right now? But he didn't look 
He looked like, uncomfortable to me. <laughs> he looked uncomfortable, but not, like, flattered. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but then, so I'm like, okay, he's just not, not that into her. And mm-hmm. then he starts singing that in the car, and you're like, oh. Oh, he, he is likes her. her. He's afraid of her, I think, yeah. but he likes her. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it's healthy for Dean to be a little bit afraid of a woman every once in a while. Well, it really is. You know? Yeah. Like, it really is. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, anyways, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> um, okay, I've got a few favorite moments. Um, they're all basically when Dean, like, just is getting mind-controlled by Andy, and he's just like, yeah, bro, okay. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, the way, I don't know, it just, like, it tickles my fancy how he just, like, responds to him, you know? Yeah. It's just like, a, why am I doing this? Oh, I'm doing this. Wait, what happened? You know, like, I don't understand. Yeah, I love the just, like, uncomfortable confusion he has afterwards. <laughs> that's, like, yeah. that's, like, one of my favorite things about this whole episode. But also, like, the those aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and Dean's like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I always my... do that. You know those, pa- um, like, paper towel dispensers that you have to wave your hand in front of? Oh, yeah. I always do that. <laughs> Use the force. Yeah. <laughs> Every I'm time. I'm using the force. <laughs> Look what I did with the force. <laughs> I got myself something to dry my hands off on. <laughs> I think you did that when we were on the ferry yeah. for Vashon. Yeah. You were like, I use, or so, what did you, I don't even remember what you said, but you said something very similar to that. Yeah. I was just like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, why not? Right? <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, the interesting facts from this episode, um, the license plate, speaking of the Force, (laughs) the license plate on Andy's van is another Star Wars Obi-Wan reference, um, and it reads, are you Obi-Wan? Oh, that's cute. I didn't (laughs) notice that at all. I didn't eat. I mean, I did notice it, but I didn't, like, get it. You know, it was one of those, like, I was looking at it going, I don't understand. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this should mean something, but I don't understand what it means. Yeah, you know what that reminds me of? Like, that feeling of, like, I'm looking at it, but I don't get it. Uh Do you know, in the original Jeepers Creepers movie, um, they, I don't know if you remember, but they were, like, driving behind, like, the creature's fucked up truck for Uh a while, and they see that his license plate is, um, it says, be eating you. But it looks like, they're like, does that say beating you? Oh, I vaguely remember that's that. That's what it reminds me of. Like, yeah. like, And I'm like, I guess it could go either way. Like, beating you. But I think it's be eating you. Yeah. So. I think I, like, read it as Ruobi Ru- one or something like that. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what does this even mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> what is life? <laughs> this has got to mean something, but I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't. Um. So, the original version of the story um, was pitched by Ben Edlund, um, and it involved a deformed twin who convinced his normal-looking brother to be mentally handicapped, um, thanks to their telepathic link, which is just kind of weird to me. Like, how do you convince somebody to be mentally handicapped? Like, is he just like, oh, yeah, this is how you're going to act now? Like, that's the only thing I can get out of that. Maybe mentally handicapped in the way that, like, he can't use his mind control. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what he means by it. But that's too, like, ambiguous, I guess. Yeah, like, in the finale of the episode, the deformed twin was supposed to have, like, eaten the normal twin oh which that, is like even sketchier that, i would have liked i would have liked to see weber try to eat andy <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm hungry>. <laughs> 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 that would have been so sketchy 
sketchy. That would have been scary. I like it. That would have been like a whole extra level of like, what sort of supernatural creature actually are you? you yeah. know? I think that probably would have been too confusing for people, which is, I mm-hmm. can see why they like wouldn't have done that. Also, it sounds like an X-Files episode. Like, it doesn't sound like a specific one, but it just reminds me in general, like they do that kind of stuff in the X-Files. Yeah. 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 Um, so John Shibon mm-hmm. um, helped Edlin boil down the script okay. <laughs> after that he's like um listen yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah i might be wrong but i think that john siobhan actually worked on the x-files i'm almost positive i have no idea i'm probably totally wrong i mean you're pr- you're probably right like you've seen the x-files quite a few times right yeah so, but i don't know i don't know anything about the x-files so i couldn't tell you we'll get there don't you worry <laughs> that shit will fuck you up in the best way i think i've seen you know, I think I have seen a couple episodes of it. Their monster there, of the like, week ones are disturbing in a good way. Yeah, I think I remember seeing like a couple of episodes in like high school or something, mm-hmm. and it was one of those like, what am I watching? Because I like wouldn't start it from the beginning. You know, yeah. I would just like see like it would kind of start going, and then like they'd get to a commercial break or whatever, and it would say like X Files or something, and I'm like. Yeah. What does that even mean? They have, like, the really great, disturbing, like, mentally disturbing Monster of the Week episodes, and then they have their, like, alien mythology arcs, which are yeah. really, really good. Yeah. And kind of, like, the basis of the show. Yeah. But, like, the Monster of the Week ones are, they're scary, but they're also, like, that extra step of disturbing. Yeah. You know? Which is awesome. Yeah. I think I've seen, like, I'm trying to think of what I did see. It, it was probably, like, a... We're exploring this alien species or something, you know, like something yeah. like that. But I don't know. I, I, I It's been so long. I don't remember. But I do remember like vaguely seeing bits and pieces of it. Okay. Well, I own all of it. So we're good to go. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, the next interesting fact. So Dean tells Sam it looks like he can't work his mojo just by twitching his nose, which is a reference to the main character from the 60s sitcom Bewitched. Oh, and there's yeah. a witch that apparently twitched her nose to use her powers. Yeah, there is. I can't do it. I've tried so many times. <laughs> We're both like sitting here like wrinkling our noses. I know. It's like, to... it's like you have to do it without moving your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I can flare my nostrils and that's about it. That's not what she does. I can't. I'm trying to move it side to side, but both sides are moving at once. You look like a really confused Elvis. You gotta get the look in there. Yeah. Uh, if only this was like, on, if only we did like a video, pod, a, a video cast. What are those called? Uh, uh, like a YouTube page i don't know know. i'll just say yes (laughs) we'll go with it okay (laughs) so the birth and fake name used for andy's twin brother ansem weber weems um, is a play on the names of the character Potsy Weber, played by Anson Williams on Happy Days in oh. 1974. I've never watched that show. So. I feel like I have. Maybe. Mm-hmm. 
but I also at the same time I think I've seen like maybe an episode or two of Happy Days and like maybe an episode or two of Cheers and I always get them confused. Oh okay. So I've seen a lot of Cheers just because it was always on. Yeah, I was never really into it, but I vaguely remember seeing a couple episodes here or there because like growing up we didn't have cable much. It was like the Hallmark Channel, and every once in a while they would play it on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, that's funny. That was that was about it. mash little house on the prairie yeah that was growing up i love mash i did not love mash oh i think it's hilarious yeah it is funny but for so i i just don't like watching like war things yeah and so even as a little kid because that's when it was on for me when i was a little kid it, yeah even, even that was too much for me See, like, as a little funny. kid, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly, I mean, I probably, because I didn't understand, like, I was so young that I mm-hmm. didn't understand that it was, like, I mean, I knew it was war, but I didn't, like, get the concept of war so much, so it was just kind of like, oh, these guys are funny, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they happen to be in a war scenario, but, like, when it comes to, like, actually, I mean, once I actually figured it out, I had, like, been watching it so much and I liked it that it, like, wasn't an issue, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just kind of, like, by the time I got it, it was too late, you know? Okay, so when but- I was three, <laughs> I, um, my dad took me to see the Blue Angels, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And, um, they started flying over us and I flipped out and started running away. Oh, no! Like, I literally just booked it and my dad caught up to me, you know, and yeah. was like, what's going on? Like, and I said, I said, I said... I basically said that in my past life, I was killed. My village, my village was bombed and jets like that killed all my family and friends. You're probably watching too much MASH. <laughs> but I, I didn't watch it at that time. Oh, you didn't watch yeah. it at that time? No, oh, no, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, um, so apparently <laughs> that's what happened. And that's why. And then, so when I saw MASH, I was like, nope. Yeah. I can't do this. Huh. I'm not, say, I'm not saying I believe in past lives, but three-year-old me definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is how I died. Like, what is Yeah, happening? I think yeah. I said I was a nine-year-old boy huh. and my village got bombed. Yeah. That's interesting. That's bonkers. <laughs> like, that's it's crazy. A lot of, there, that's a thing, though. Like, a lot of kids, you know, at that age come up with that. I've, I've yeah. listened to a couple of podcasts on that. Um, and it's like something like right in that age that they're convinced of, you know yeah. what I mean? Whether, I mean, whether that's true or not true, I, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. But it's just like a thing yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then they get to a certain age and they forget it. Hmm. So interesting. Huh. It is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of, I mean, other than you, like I've definitely never heard a kid that like has said anything like that or you know oh, yeah. like you hear stories of it every once in a while mm-hmm. like on the Facebook like you know nine things that creepy kids have said you know yeah, things, totally. you know? yeah. Like, yeah. But other than that yeah I haven't yeah it's interesting it is it freaks me out I mean it's a little bit strange I don't know what I would do in that situation I'd mm-hmm. probably be like but what do you mean by that you know yeah like, <laughs> But I was, I mean, I was, like, convinced. And, like, I don't think I had seen anything about, like, war or or anything. Yeah. So I think my dad decided that I had been, like, like, that I had been alive during the Vietnam War. And that's what happened. So, huh. yeah. Strange. Yeah. Curiouser and curiouser. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, 
So, last interesting fact. This is the first episode where Sam is actually seen wearing a cast after he broke his hand. Oh, okay. So, this, he's finally, after three episodes, got a cast on his hand. He's, oh, yeah. He's got a cast in the next one, too, I remember. I think, so. yeah. He's got it for a little while. Yeah. But it's just, you know, the first time that we've actually seen it. So. Right. Um, our research for this week um, is in Guthrie. Um, we found a place called the Bluebell Saloon, which Ooh. is like kind of cool sounding, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is from wanderwisdom.com. Um, it says, straight out of an old Western novel, the Bluebell Saloon sprang up almost overnight following the Oklahoma land run. Once located at Harrison Avenue and 2nd Street, John Selstrom and Jack Turney uh, established one of the most disreputable <laughs> businesses in the newly formed Oklahoma Territory. <laughs> the brothel, aptly named Miss Lizzie's Girls, sprang up in 1889 during one of the many local Oklahoma land rushes. Oklahoma. 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 <laughs> Where the wind comes crashing. Right. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Miss Lizzie and her frontier prostitutes quickly became one of the star attractions in town. I mean, if there's nothing else to do, I guess. You know? Right. <laughs> Although considered dis- disreputable by today's standards, during the late 1800s, almost every town had at least one brothel. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> at least one? At like, least one. What are there, like, competing brothels? Like, there are totally. competing bars now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is said that even the famed silent film star Tom Mix was a bartender there before entering the movie business. Um, Miss Lizzie was a highly intelligent business lady and a devout Christian. Questionable. Still, as it was during those times, she was known to take on very young girls. Old stories say that families in dire situations and in need of quick cash would sell their daughters to Miss Lizzie. Oh my god. Sketchy. All of it. Um, the business was so successful that by the early 1890s, it had evolved into a large wood frame structure. In 1901, the wood frame structure was torn down and the new brick and mortar building was constructed. This building was constructed by Ned Cheadle's men of the Fremont Land and Improvement Company. The new building now had 17 rooms on the second floor and also contained a gambling den in addition to the brothel. Oh, good. <laughs> We're just getting better and better here, folks. Yeah. Being such a quote-unquote high-class establishment, entry was restricted to those deemed worthy. I'm guessing they meant unworthy. Um, Among those who climbed to the second floor included both outlaws and lawmen. One of the more unique features was the iron catwalk that ran from the brothel to the hotel across the road. (laughs) Awesome. What? (laughs) The hotel was known to be a favorite place for local politicians and affluent visitors. The Iron Catwalk provided easy and semi-private access to the young ladies working at the brothel. Okay, semi-private? You're literally parading yourself down Main Street. Yeah. (laughs) How is that semi-private? That's hilarious. I don't understand. Unless it's, like, covered. I don't know. That's strange to me. (laughs) So, downstairs, locals and visitors could relax in the fancy saloon. During Prohibition, it was transformed into a restaurant, but it's still believed that whiskey and other spirits were still sold there. When Prohibition was lifted in Oklahoma in 1959, the building once again reverted back to a bar. Um, While no longer a brothel, many of the original architectural elements still exist. The building is known today as the Bluebell Grill House. Um, With such a disrespect disreputable history it is easy to see how the building became haunted yes (laughs) well yeah 
ghost of Miss Lizzie and of her two ladies, Claudia and Estelle, can accept, can occasionally be seen throughout the building. According to local sources, Claudia was beaten to death one dark night and then buried under the floorboards of the saloon near the old coal chute. Oh, that's my so God. That's so sketchy. Like, that is awful. Like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> At night, loud rumblings can be heard coming from the upstairs area where the brothel once was. Even though it's now closed off to the public, many claim that they can still hear people moving around upstairs. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> gross. <laughs> really gross. <laughs> Shadows can be seen moving about be- behind the upstairs window curtains. Crying and wailing, along with faint feminine voices and singing, are occasionally heard, especially towards the evenings. Like, okay, the crying and the wailing and all that sort of stuff would be scary enough, but when I heard the singing, yeah. I would be out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I'd be running across Main Street, going to wherever <laughs> I could get to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. (laughs) Um, It is claimed that a man was murdered near the bar of the old saloon. Um, Many people claim to get very uneasy feeling when venturing near the restrooms, and others have claimed to to have seen this apparition wandering throughout the area. Others claim to have witnessed a ghost of an unhappy man wearing a brown derby hat and having a long handlebar mustache in the basement. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Good day to you, sir. I guess. Like, what? (laughs) No thanks. Um, Another legend that rings of truth is of the alleged tunnels that existed under Guthrie. Uh, Many towns in Oklahoma between the late 1800s and 1940s had constructed a series of tunnels underneath their towns. The famous Tulsa tunnels and the ones under Oklahoma City are good examples. The legend claims that one of the main entrances uh, to Guthrie's underground tunnels was near the bar inside the saloon. It's totally, like, tangled where they pull the lever and there's, like, a tunnel. Okay, I just had a Disney moment. (laughs) Dream (laughs) big, princess. Am I proud? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I am very proud. Yes. (laughs) Um, That's great. Anyways, back to the tunnels. (laughs) So the tunnels would allow for patrons to visit without being publicly known. Um, following the murder of Claudia, the murderer would have escaped through, or could have escaped through this tunnel. While it may be haunted, the Bluebell Grill House remains one of the most popular destination spots in Guthrie for both the living and the dead. I love it. Pretty nifty, also sketchy. Yeah, I totally dig it. (laughs) And also, does that mean, like, the whole second story is just, like, off-limits all the time to everybody? Does, like, nobody go up there? Because, like, for all you know, those sounds that you could be hearing are, like, some squatters up there. Yeah, totally. Because, like, nobody goes up there. How are you going to know? I don't know. It just seems a little bit, like... (sighs) I mean, it's super sketchy, but also it could totally be, like some actual people up there yeah i could be careful you know because they're like nobody goes up here well then that means there's probably somebody up there right (laughs) yeah if you're hearing stuff you need to get that checked out i know like don't do it yourself but definitely call somebody you know (laughs) like maybe the ghostbusters maybe the police right (laughs) yeah or sam and dean you know that could be a thing too that would be amazing (sighs) sam and dean i mean they've never gone to a brothel have they I mean, no, like I went a to a sorority. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> but I don't think they've ever gone. No, they have. They have? One time. I don't remember. With a certain character that was just, like, put off by the whole thing and didn't understand what was going on. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> I think that was just a strip club. I don't know. There was, like, a lot of rooms, though. Yeah. 
I don't know. I well, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your uh, idget or asput moment? So my idget or asput moment um, is something that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> well, that's the nature of these. <laughs> I mean. I, okay, so I was taking birth control pills for a while because I was getting my period, like, every two weeks, and it was horrendous. Oh, that's awful. It was the worst thing ever, but, so, (laughs) this was, I mean, this was a while ago, but there, (laughs) so, they tell you, like, if you skip a day, you know, Mm -hmm. or you, like, miss one to take whatever it was that you skipped like when you remember and then go back to taking the normal one at the regular time right Right. but you only need to do that if you're using birth control for birth control right like which not so it's kind of like okay so but I did it because I was reading the instructions and I was being a good kid yeah yeah (laughs) and oh my gosh so I'm sitting there and like I took, I forgot, so I took it the next morning, and then I took it, like, 12 hours later or whatever that night, yeah. which, bad decision. So, like, a couple hours after this, right, I get this, like, wave of, like, nausea all of a sudden, and I'm like, what in the world is happening to me? You know, like, yeah. Okay, that was strange, whatever. I was just kind of like, huh? oh, huh, that was weird, you know, like, yeah. and then I was totally fine, and then, like, not very long after that, it was, like, a bigger wave of, like, huh? oh, wait what? Okay, no, I guess I'm fine. Like, what is happening to me? And this happened for, like, a good hour of, like, and just, like, constantly, like, getting closer and closer together and getting worse, you know? And so, eventually, I was just, like, okay. And I just go into the bathroom, and I'm, like, I feel like this isn't gonna end well. Yeah. (laughs) And, okay, let me just preface this with, I had lasagna for dinner before this. Oh, no. (laughs) It was, oh, it was bad. And so, I'm sitting there in the bathroom, and I'm like, this is going to end badly, and I'm just kind of like, and I'm like, nope, I'm fine, okay, and then, like, all of a sudden, I just, like, projectile vomit everywhere, (laughs) I mean, I made it into the garbage can, but I was like, what is happening, and it was, like, coming out my nose, (laughs) and out of my mouth, and frightful speeds, <laughs> what is what is going on? You know, oh, like, no. I don't know. And there's like meat chunks flying around <laughs> and, and I'm not proud to say it, but it definitely I got some meat chunks stuck in my sinuses. <laughs> and I'm like trying to use a nutty pot to like flush it out and it wouldn't come out. It would not come out of there. And I was in there and I'm like, oh no! <laughs> and I could like smell it too, you know, because it's like in my sinuses. I'm like smelling lasagna for like three days. It took it like three days to work its way out of there. And all of a sudden, it's just like one of those that just like came out. And I'm like, did it go? Did it go down your throat? Yeah, oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> it was nasty. I'm sitting there like, oh. you know, I don't. I think I was at home, but I was just like. Oh yeah, and like I couldn't eat lasagna for a while after that. That is really, like, really awful. Lasagna is still a little bit sketchy for me sometimes, <sighs> depending on my, like I used to love lasagna yeah. and I'd like eat it like for leftovers for days, and now I'm like, 
mm, you know, most of the time I'm okay with it, but, like, I just can't think about it. You know, like, yeah. if I even so much as go there in my mind of, like, you threw this up once, then mm-hmm. I can't do it. But, like, if I just, like, don't think about it and I'm like, ooh, lasagna smells good and I eat it, it's fine. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I can't think about eating it too much. So that was my idiot moment where I uh, double-dosed myself and I didn't have to, but I was oh following the God. directions and so I did. Yeah. And I projectile vomited everywhere that's amazing so that was fun i'm so sorry that was my idiot moment <laughs> that's hilarious not recent but i didn't really have one for this week so much so yeah. that was you know i had this one in the reserves for a little bit and i was like super i was like i don't know do i share it do i not but yeah no it's perfect it's kind of funny yeah so <laughs> it is what it is it's totally embarrassing that i just like projectile vomited lasagna everywhere and then got it stuck in my sinuses right afterwards yeah. but you know <laughs> i think it's amazing i mean it it's sucks. Life. <laughs> yeah getting stuff stuck in your sinuses is awful especially meat chunks from yeah lasagna. <laughs> that's so gross don't ever do it folks don't get meat chunks in your sinuses yeah but Ugh. anyways so what was your itch or ass butt moment for this week well i have an ass butt moment i know mine are normally me being an idiot but this time it was definitely an ass butt um we were, so this weekend, my dad and his wife, Patty, were staying at our house, um, in which my son loves because they just take him outside and play all day, right? I mean, why not? Yeah. Right. So um, Patty had taken Killian outside, so they were just, like, out there hanging out in the parks in our neighborhood. And my dad and I were inside the house, and the doorbell rang. And I thought, oh, it's just them coming back because my son loves to ring the doorbell, mm-hmm. you know? So my dad opens it up, and it's this guy, and he is sketchy as fuck. Okay? He's, like, he's, like, twitching. You know what I mean? He's, like, hi. You know what Mm. I mean? And he asks, he says, he said that he had to park his car right out in front of our house. It wasn't blocking our driveway or anything. Yeah. But that they ran out of gas, and does, do, do we have any money? And they'll that's so and, and they're gonna and they're gonna walk to the gas he's gonna walk to the gas station and leave his truck there and he's gonna come back for his truck and my dad is so nice and he he gave him like two bucks you yeah. know what I mean that's not a big enough deal. to get him out of the driveway yeah you know? so so he left and then my dad and I we went to walk to the one of the parks in our neighborhood to go hang out with Killian and Patty mm-hmm. and um so, you know, the guy, like, walked away, and we stayed in the house for a few minutes, and then we went outside, and I saw him walk across the street, like, not across the street in our neighborhood, but across, like, like out the neighborhood, across the, big, the big street, yeah, yeah, the big street to, uh, like, a house kind of over there, mm-hmm. and I saw him get to the front door, and he started waving at somebody who I couldn't see that was, like, somewhere, you know, to the right of the house, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. What is even happening? Like, I'm yeah. like, this guy is scamming us. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's $2, but still, you still, know, like. Still, his truck is parked in front of my house. You know it, what I mean? Like, yeah, it like, seems what's like. What's going on? He's not up to any good. Yeah. yeah. So then, um, so we go to the park and we play for a little bit and then we come back. Um, and Patty, my, my dad um, was, I think he, his back was bugging him a little bit. So like. Um, Killian and Patty like went ahead of us because Killian mm-hmm. had his bicycle so I was just walking with my dad mm-hmm. so they got to the house earlier so it was just me and my dad walking down the street in my neighborhood and we're looking at this car and like its lights are still on you know what the I mean the one that's in front of you yeah. house yeah its lights are on and we're like great the car's not on now they're going to dr- be drained of battery and we're going to have to give him a jump 
You know what yeah, I mean? It's going to be even more awkward. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm talking to my dad. And I'm like, I just feel like they're scamming us. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, and the whole thing is just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then I hear footsteps behind me. And I turn behind me. And there is a guy. It wasn't the same guy. Mm-hmm. But there was a guy holding a gas, like one of those portable gas what are those called? Containers. Yeah. 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 Full of gas. And he was like, oh, hey, I got some gas. And, like, I feel like he totally heard me saying that they were scamming us. First of all, I didn't know there were two guys, but that's fine. <laughs> the sketchy guy who asked for money was sitting in the truck the whole time, I guess. Yeah. I don't really know, but I just yeah. felt so bad that he wasn't scamming us. And he maybe heard me say that I thought that, and I just felt like a shithead. Well, okay. I mean, to be fair, it's a sketchy situation, you know? Like, it is, but, but still, it doesn't mean... I mean, he acted like he didn't hear me, and he was acting weird and twitchy and, like, yeah. kind of messed out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's what it reminded me of, is yeah. I've known a couple of people who have had some meth problems, and that's how he was acting. Yeah. You know, that's how they were both acting. Yeah. So, anyways, I just felt like a big asshole for, I mean... I didn't say anything horrible except for I think that they're scamming us. Yeah. But I still felt just like a terrible person because he might have heard me. And I just don't like to be that kind of person, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of an awkward situation. But also at the same time, like, they've got to know, like, what they're coming across as to people. You know, like, if they're, especially if they're just, like awkwardly showing up on doorsteps and, like, wandering around the neighborhood and stuff, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, people are going to be a little bit suspicious. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's still kind of an awkward situation for you, but Mm -hmm. also, like, it's not like you were just, like, making something up out of nothing, you know, like, it it makes sense. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. I just, I still just felt like a big ass butt. So, anyway, that (laughs) happened. (laughs) I learned my lesson. If you think you're alone on the street, you're not. <laughs> you're probably not. There's probably somebody right behind you. Right behind you. That's sketchy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. You're never alone. I know. Exactly. Oh. So, anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.